good morning everyone out there listening this morning and welcome to my first official addition to my brand new podcast yet to be named but i'm sure by the time we get this uploaded here we'll, we'll have a name for it so we're just gonna go ahead and start off by saying it is official we have joe biden as our president of the united states our 46th he has officially defeated Donald Trump in the Electoral College, 290 votes to 216. That is a 76 lead vote, and not to mention more candidate, uh, more voters voted for Joe Biden than any presidential election ever in the history of the United States. And that right there, I think, is just pretty amazing. Now, to bet on top of that, the downside of this whole to this whole election is that although more voters in in general overall came out to uh, to vote in this election, we still had seventy million vote for Trump. Now, although we won, although things are uh, already off to a good track, people are in good moods. There's no reason not to be. How much longer is it going to be for us to realize as a society that the leadership and the... I could just go on and on about the negative things that Trump has shown throughout our society, from failing to condemn white supremacy, that he can't say the Nazis are bad, um, he will give an excuse to any motherfucker that is claiming to be a supporter of him, no matter the hate crime, no no matter the terrorist act. No, he simply does not give a shit. He he promotes racism to the fullest. And the fact that there is still half, or nearly half the votes going to this motherfucker, this asshole, son of a bitch, worthless excuse for a human being, has gotten this many votes from so many people out there, and now I just have to ask myself, how many idiots are there among us? How many fucking brain-dead morons and heathens and disgraces to our society, what should have been erased long ago, long ago, before the Civil War ever even started, these differences should have been made clear of what is right and wrong to some extent, to some level. But instead, we have not learned that as a society. No, only the grand majority of the voters have, which is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But I am just saying that this is a hu- another huge wake-up call, despite the fact that Trump did not win, thank God. But that we would have so many so, so many people still trusting this man, still looking up to this man. And when I say man, I do not, I do not mean the regular definition of one. No, we are talking about something else. We are talking about something inhuman. We are talking about a man who is adamant friends and supporters of not only Vladimir Putin, but Kim Jong-un. Okay, he has met personally with them. He uh, supports the communistic ways 
Yet every single Republican that voted for him talks of of, our, of our drift towards socialism. If a Bernie Sanders was one president, when really they support, they are supporting a communist, uh, a man who supports communism, who wants to create a communist society in this country, and these people willingly know this, and yet they decide to look other ways, like the rumor that Hunter Biden is a as a heroin addict, when that we really should be looking at the Eric Trumps of the world, of the of the Donald Trump Juniors of the world. Who should be in fucking jail right now. And they're going to jail. And that's good. That's a good thing. So the, it goes, swinging it back to uh, the celebration that is absolutely necessary, if not required, that Joe Biden has won. The, uh, that Kamala Harris has won. This is huge. This is a movement forward. This is a place in the world where things can actually have a chance to change. I'm not saying that Joe Biden's going to save us. I'm saying that we at least now have someone who's in a leadership role who has had the ability to show compassion, empathy, and most of all, he waits to make decisions until they are thoroughly thought out and thoroughly gone and talked through his whole cabinet. Now, from then on, look at his vice presidential nominee. That alone should have won the, the the whole race by itself. We got Harris going against Mike Pence, a devout Christian who will not even be alone in a room with another, uh, with another woman without the, the presence of his wife. Or he can't be in a room with a woman. I don't. I, I think people could even be there if his wife is not there. A woman is not allowed. Now, Kamala Harris, she has her absolute devious past. She put a lot of people in jail that should not have been on minor drug charges, as well as Joe Biden. I do not support that in any which way. But then again, you look at somebody like Harris, and she looks back and she acknowledges that she was wrong to be making those decisions. She was a judge from California. And she had to make bad calls, as does every judge. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm not saying that. Uh, uh, I'm saying that they're completely wrong. But the fact that she acknowledges her mistakes and continues to move forward, she's an. When you hear her speak, she's an educated, well thought out woman who cares about the people. She cares about the economy, and she cares about the world. Now. Like I said, this is my first podcast. Just thought I would give my two cents on what the current situation is on uh, my ecstatic happiness that Joe Biden has won. And we will see you next time on the It Podcast. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a uh, special podcast for you today on the yet-to-be-titled podcast itself. Um, anyway, we range from a variety of topics on this show, but tonight we'll, we will be focusing on hip-hop old school versus, or not necessarily versus, but, you know, how it compares and contrasts with new, newer school type of hip-hop and rap. Uh, biggest thing today, uh, we will be discussing Tupac and Eminem 
and who's claimed to the best rapper of all time? Possibly. Maybe it's neither one of them. Maybe it is one of them. Maybe we'll find out at the end of this podcast. Who knows? Anyway, we got my dear friend Anna Ariel on the, on the other line. Anna, how are you? On the other line? I thought I was, you know... Well, she, she's still in the same room, but... I thought this was my podcast, too, but okay. So I just wanted to start off, Jordan. Thank you for inviting me. I wanted to start off by saying that when I've spoken with you in the past, I don't know how you feel about it right now today, but when I've spoken to you about it in the past, you've over and over told me that there's a big argument to be made for Tupac Shakur to be the best rapper of all time. And every time you say that, I was like, there's no way Eminem is for sure the best rapper of all time. And then it's, I'd like to draw you out with a question. It's interesting to me why you could even possibly think that. <laughs> well, why I can compare Eminem to, or say that Tupac is perhaps better a rapper than Eminem. Yes, that's the question. It's an overall style, and I feel like, well, for, I mean, to put it in a short answer there, um as best I can, that I, I feel a lot more versatility in Tupac's ability to rap. And, you know, he definitely has some miss, you know, hit and miss songs like everybody else does. But I'm just saying that he was on the road to becoming, I mean, when he came out with All Eyes on Me after he got out of prison, just after serving three months, he had put out several albums before that. And all of them were selling really well, but then All Eyes on Me went about, what, nine, ti- nine times platinum, which yeah. I believe is still a record today for yeah, hip-hop. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. And um, then he unfortunately got a shot and killed in Las Vegas a few months after the album came out, and nobody really know- can say where he was going from that, but all I know is that without a, d- without a doubt, he had put out his best work yet by the time he was shot and killed, and I can't... I just have a, I just feel from what I know of Tupac and what I've seen of like like you know his quotes and po- some of his poetry and whatnot that he was he just had a lot oh, so much more that he could have delivered to the world before he you know in his time count too short and I think that's a it's a real shame not just for the sake of him being a you know in the argument for best rapper of all time but just for the fact that he had such a big influence on the scene itself. And to see where he could have possibly gone with that, you know. And yeah. that's something that, uh, you know, I'm proud of Eminem that he's still alive today and he's doing what he's doing and putting out stuff that's consistently good. So that's something that you can have on, you know, over Tupac any day. But Eminem has more songs. He, uh, and also, honestly, more number one hits on the radio and, with, with, and all that. So I gave you a fair point. Yeah, well, I'd like to first of all say that maybe I'll have a moment of silence in memory of Tupac Shakur, and I feel like almost crying when I want this moment, which I am going to give us all just like at least 30 seconds, the audience and me and you, Jordan, to have a moment. But like, we lost someone who could have been a saint to this world, and he was probably murdered, in my opinion, and I'm not the only opinion, but the murderer has never... Uh, the murderer has never been found, even though he died in Las Vegas, and um, there's lots of theories about why he might have died, but I personally believe it's police or some sort of... I think the government was in on it, for sure. Okay, and then, so let's do 30 seconds. Do you have your watch, Jordan? Your new uh, Apple Watch. So cool. All right, we're going to start at 30 seconds okay. in 3, 2, 1...
and thank you for sticking with us during that time. That was a 30-second... Uh, I'll tell you what it was, if you don't mind me saying. Sure. I feel like during those 30 seconds, I was praying for Tupac to always be blessed wherever he is in all of our universes. And I was praying for his family. I'm not actually as schooled in as Jordan is in Tupac's life history at all. But I do know, so I don't know if he has a, had a wife or children. But I do he know. He did not. Okay, there you go. But um, but he probably had relatives, and he had a huge extended family across the world who loved him, and. Um, there are rumors that he did have. He possibly does have a kid that just was never. Oh, okay. I'm like, learning. Acknowledged and stuff, but like like it's never been confirmed either. So it's possible that he had a kid. Um, and I know at the beginning of this podcast, and it is our first one, that Jordan was acting like it's his. But I want to say that I hired Jordan because he is one of the smartest people in music history of anybody I've ever met. So just to finish with that, and then I had one more thing to say about the Eminem, I want to say one more thing about Eminem, though, for the original topic, is that, like, I love Tupac. I worship that guy. I pray for him. And thank you, everyone, for joining 30 Seconds. It's a bit of a long time on a podcast, but I hope if anyone... He was, like, an originator of Black Lives Matter. He, yes. fought, for, he fought for justice. He fought for truth. Okay. Well, you so can make the argument there that he was the most powerful black man in the world when he got... Shot yeah, and, and that's why I think it's the government or the police. I 100 think that. Big scandal, and also, I mean, because how how else could he be on a? He's stopped at a at an intersection yeah. in Lo, downtown Las Vegas, where more cameras and, uh, in the and, world per square yeah, foot. and a Cadillac pulls up next to him, and everyone knows it's a white Cadillac. That's the only thing that they could that that, that they said, but somehow those people got away. Okay, so, after killing, getting away with murdering one of the biggest. In, uh, like most influential people in the world at the point in the way so and that is something I want to say like like I already said Jordan knows way more about Tupac his poetry his music and his life story than I do way but I do want to say the shooting in Las Vegas is something I've been very aware of for a long time and I think it is one of the greatest murder unsolved murder mysteries of the United States of America ever and I absolutely believe there's a cover-up going on because not just because he was becoming one of the most influential, did you say men in the world? Did you say, or black men? What did you say? At least black men, Yeah, for sure. In the, and so I think that the powers that be that are against truth and justice and the poor and oppressed coming more forward somehow. And then I do want, I'm going to go on a tangent, but I do want to get back to what the original argument, because I don't agree with what you just said. And I have to talk about my buddy M. But on a quick tangent, because we got into this, Johnny Depp, I'm not sure if everyone knows, was about to produce a movie that was going to come out. The movie is completed in December two, two, no, like two plus years ago. And somehow the movie got shelved, and the rumors all around Hollywood and in the newspapers was that Johnny Depp punched a lower, I don't know the names of it all, but someone in the crew of the movie. And I'm like, right away, I'm like... This is about a Biggie Smalls movie that you're talking about. No, this is... No, because Biggie already, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be. I'm not a total expert. Mm. But Biggie has his own movie. He, already, he does his, but Tupac does as well. This okay, is so going to be, be, this is gonna be right. about Biggie Smalls, okay, Jordan, thank if you I'm for, not mistaken. No. I, okay, I don't know. we got to Google, and we should have done our research before the podcast. But Well, I have done some research on it. But everybody, um, no, I mean specifically on this, but everybody uh, on this movie, but everybody, um, so uh, I'm going to Google after to find out the exact thing. But when you just say that, thank you for bringing it up. But I believe it's about the story of the two of them. It's about the whole story. It's not Biggie's movie. It's going to be about their duel, what happened with them, and their, oh, both oh. of their deaths. That'd be interesting. So back to my, back, thank you for interrupting and clarifying, because um, I was incorrect saying it was um, 
Tupac. Like, thank you for the correction. But where I was going to with that is, um, then it comes out almost a year later that that was a lie that the media projected. Johnny Depp did not actually, because I was like, Johnny Depp didn't hit anybody. Like, must my instinct, I knew right away. He's just like, I know that guy. He's a bit of a wild card, but he's not like someone who beats up stuff. And if it was, it would be truly out of character that he's changed. Maybe he got too rich and greedy. Like, I was willing to admit that I don't know Johnny Depp personally. Maybe he's in a bad space. Maybe he did punch someone. I don't know the truth. But immediately my instinct was like, what? We were waiting. Me and uh, my friend at that time were waiting for that movie to come out. It was literally supposed to come out in two weeks. <coughs> We'd been waiting months for it to come out. And then it's shelved because of this supposed uh, assault that Johnny did against a crew member. So then a year later it comes out in the newspapers again that actually Johnny is, uh, didn't, or I, I don't know if everyone's admitting everything, but that Johnny didn't actually punch the guy. And so what I truly believe, and I hope, Jordan, can we get arrested after our first, we, we do talk about controversial product, uh, uh, you know, topics, and I don't want people to come after me for saying this, but I feel like um, the powers that be, including what I heard more from more than one source, is actually different than Jordan says government, but I hear it's somehow the LA Police Department. And if the truth of the Biggie Small and the Tupac Shakur story, both of their stories, truly come out, that the, the, the United States or even the world and certainly the LA Police Department would never be the same again. Like that's how important this story is to some people to hide the same way as we propped up the big banks when they failed in 2008 or whatever. Like they're too big to fail. Like whatever's going on in this story with these two amazing black men and they weren't perfect. They helped create their own story. I mean, you know, can't, you know they created drama, the two of them between them and Tupac was equal, you know, equally if not more guilty. But anyway, back to Eminem, who, is, who I really want to talk about, but I do just love Tupac Shakur so much. Such a blessed, he's like a saint. However, I don't agree that he's more varied, and I would like to draw you out on that because you have more musical um, you know, skill and are able to express things musically better. But to me, the automatic that they're slim, shady, and Marshall Mathers makes M more versatile. I fully disagree. And can you explain, can I explain? Can you explain in music terms why? Uh, because uh, I frankly don't don't necessarily think Slim Shady's way uh, style of rapping is all that different than Marshall Mathers. It's just simply a much more obnoxious tone of voice, in my opinion. Okay, and I truly disagree as far as that I think the songs and the beats are different. I truly do. Well, you could have me uh, have them with the beats. That's huh? for sure. I mean. Like, I think Marshall has a different persona entirely, not just based on tone of voice. Mm. Marshall's songs have but, a different quality to but me. But Eminem has recently said he's even that, that he that he kind of wishes that he never did Slim Shady. I don't care what he thinks now. He's a creative genius. Yeah, no, I'm just, say, I'm just I saying that's a fun fact. So anyway, I think this is a great end. I think so, too. To our first podcast. And I thank you, Jordan, because, like, there's nobody I'd rather discuss music with than you. And I, I love you, man. Well, I love you too. Bye. All right. See you next week.